Hey everybody, welcome to the Fan Factor. I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. And this is episode number 194. Obviously, there's something new here. Super producer Jason, if you could hit me to this camera over here. I don't know if we've got all the gremlins worked out and we can switch cameras. Woo! There it is. Obviously, the thing I'm talking about was my new glasses. Yeah. Do you like those? No. Pretty good? No. no. They look okay. like the same old glasses. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, we're, we're, we're on set. It's Super producer Jason. Take a look. At this magnificent set, my goodness. Uh, you know, it's one thing to have it in concept, in the artwork that was done, the ideas that we were ping-ponging around, mm -hmm. and it's quite another thing to actually be sitting here uh, at this beautiful desk, by the way, uh, with the, the TV mounted, the lighting, and all this. I mean, just such a wonderful job, and I want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, Aaron actually did some work in this. I did nothing. Uh, I just, <laughs> I ping pong some thoughts, but as far as like hammering things and that kind of, and I did nothing. So, uh, super producer Jason and, uh, what would you call him? What's his, what's his, what's his job title here? What was he? Head say? tech. Head tech. Uh, Todd Scholl. There you go. Todd Scholl for the, uh, me and Jason's dad doing <laughs> a lot of the work, a lot of the heavy lifting. Actually, I did a lot of the heavy, heavy lifting, okay. but he did most, majority of the work on here. So uh, thanks, Dad. And uh, it looks amazing. And it's solid as a rock. Uh, if there's an earthquake, we dive in down here in the basement and get under the table. I'm told that before we reinforced the table, the table was <laughs> was able to, to hold 2,000 pounds. 3,000. 3,000 pounds. We've reinforced it. You can literally drive your car on this table and it will be okay, both the car and the table, which right. is pretty impressive. The car will probably break before the table. <laughs> In any case, um, yes, welcome to the set, the long-awaited set. We've been talking about this for, what, three years now or something <laughs> like that? So it's finally here. Obviously, uh, there's still a few things here and there, bugs to work out. Um, the, the the center uh, TV here will have uh, some other types of things going on uh, as we progress, as we refine it, and you'll see more and more things happening uh, around the set. So I'm, I'm very excited for the first viewing of this. It's, it's looking really good, uh, but for future Fin Factor episodes, uh, I'm very excited at the possibilities that we have uh, with the set uh, right here and, and the things that we've put into it. So, yes, yeah, I'm very excited. Once again, once again, just a, a big thank you to head engineer uh, extraordinaire, Mr. Todd Scholl and Super Producer Jason, of course, uh, for setting all this stuff up. By the way, Super Producer Jason uh, freaking out <laughs> up until about two minutes ago, getting everything dialed in. Uh, and even then we had we lost audio at the beginning there. Yeah. But uh, if you guys can please in the chat, just give him your big thanks, some fire, some clap, whatever it is. Let Super Producer Jason know that you are appreciative of all of his efforts. Uh, do uh, appreciate you guys uh, showing him that love. Aaron, um, yeah, what else is there to say about this right now? Well, hopefully we can uh, we can get some people up on, on here and get some interviews going soon too yeah. in person. So there's room at the desk for three so we can add one more and bring in some other voices, which would be fun. I feel like we could fit four. There's enough space here. I think we can yeah. get a couple butts in there. Yeah, probably. Yeah. In, in any case, uh, I'm going to start the show pretty much the same way I always try to start the show. If you guys could please uh, share us out there, repost, retweet, all those things. Get us out to your Sharks friends and family. We would absolutely appreciate it, especially because we've got something new to show off to these people, right? Um, if you're enjoying the show and you have been for the years 
uh, in the past. I'm sure that they'll be enjoying it too. So please get them in there, get them in the chat. You guys know how this, all this works. It's a lot more fun when we get to see everybody's uh, comments flowing through there. Uh, it'll be different for me now because I don't have the laptop in front of me here. I have the cameras <laughs> and I have our whiteboard and TV and everything else. Aaron's going to be uh, the man in the chair. If I'm you will. still not used to, I'm not used to having a laptop in front of me or in a desk. I'm used to sitting in a garage and very close to my monitor and yeah. my own camera. It's weird. It's very weird. Also, if you guys, and, I, and we will get to the sharks in just a second, but also <laughs> if you guys uh, can, uh, if you would, uh, please uh, support the show if you can. I mean, all, all the work that went into this. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, please support the show. Use the super chat function. Use Venmo at the Fin Factor. Uh, anything you put in there in terms of a comment, we'll read out live on the air. And uh, certainly it goes towards, uh, you know, kind of, backfilling this this set and everything so would appreciate that also if you go to the fifthfactor.com check out any of the merchandise that we have there hoodies and hats and all yeah. that stuff. so yeah my hat the one that i'm wearing right now uh so any of that stuff obviously does help support the show and you get something in return so uh there you go uh aaron let's just jump right into it then let's do it okay the shark's still bad <laughs> The end. Roll credits. I uh, know. So, uh, you know, we played the, uh, the Los Angeles Kings. Um, it was the first game on this uh, this week of games. A four to one loss. Uh, and they just didn't look good the entire game. No, they were outplayed completely the entire game. It was just it was three nothing up until the very last couple of minutes. And then um, it was four nothing from the empty netter. Mm-hmm. And then the Sharks scored a power play goal. Big whoop. So they broke the shutout streak. So <laughs> they lost four to one. Pretty much a three nothing game. But they lost four to one. So. Just a terrible, great game by the Kings. I, I don't want to say like the Kings got away with one here. They they look like a team that is going to be very strong and make a deep run in the playoffs. They're kind of a team built for playoffs more than regular season dominance, I would say, because the game kind of changes once you get to playoffs. But um, I think this Kings team is a lot stronger than I was expecting. Um, but some of their young guys are, are Quentin Byfield is looking really good. And uh, this is kind of... Um, this is what the Sharks wanted to do, I think, a couple years ago. They wanted to kind of have a reset or a retool, not so much a rebuild, mm-hmm. and it didn't quite work out. So this is what is now the Sharks, uh, what the Sharks could have been, I okay. guess, if you if you want to think of it that way. Yeah. Um, imagine if, I know I'm going to get a bunch of haters here, the <laughs> Eric Carlson trade, right? If Josh Norris and they had... Stutzla, right? Just down the center, you have your your guys there, and Pavelski's still there. The slow transition to go to the new guys, this is what it could have looked like, and that's what they wanted to do. But wasn't in the cards, and yeah. stuff happens. So, Well, if I'm looking for positives, and of course I always <laughs> am, uh, the, the power play getting on the board uh, bodes well for that unit, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a little bit of a confidence booster for, for that group of guys, right? So uh, getting one on the power play, um, all, always a welcome sight in the Sharks uniform. You know, any, anything that we can see that's, uh, you know, a progression, if you will. And I remember the, the Sharks power play being absolutely god-awful. And they had gone with the five-man forward unit. Still kind of using it. I think they are yeah. still using especially Kalen Addison's uh, out right now. So they kind mm-hmm. of don't really have anybody else that they would normally throw in there. Uh, Mario Ferraro, is, while he has energy, he's not exactly the most offensively-minded and uh, wouldn't really be the guy, the first choice for most groups to, to pick as your power play quarterback. So um, certainly Kalen Addison, a missing piece, which yeah. is kind of nice that you have that piece uh, as a guy that you brought in, you know, during the season, you found something that was working for you, but just kind of sucks that all of a sudden, you know, he's he's out and he's not part of that picture. Well, you know who scored the goal, the power play goal? Far away. Jacob McDonald. There you go. Yeah, he's kind of, I think they were looking for him to be the power play quarterback, but it's kind of putting him in a spot. He wasn't quite ready yet. 
to do at the NHL level. So, mm-hmm. uh, but he's getting his due, and they're kind of playing with. Um, are they doing? Uh, they didn't do that game. They've been doing seven defensemen and using him as a forward sometimes. Yeah. But this game he was playing as a defenseman. You know, I like him as a forward. I like him all over the ice, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. He's one of those guys you just kind of plug and play. He's not going to stand out and be the best player on the ice any given night, but he's certainly somebody that you could just plug in uh, anywhere you need him, and you can kind of rely on the guy to just be steady. And he did get a goal again in the last game, but we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, before we get to that, I want to get uh, to the other positive, which of course is uh, raining on the Kings parade and not allowing them to get the shutout. <laughs> so that's, again, if we're searching for positives, and I yes. always am, that is definitely uh, one of the two that we'll pull from this game here. So let's move on. Random, uh, oh. Zach Close. We just stunk. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, Arizona 5-2 loss. This was another one of those ugly games. Um, I don't know. What did you think about this one? I saw some things that I really didn't like seeing, especially from a group that you're trying to solidify themselves a little bit more defensively mm-hmm. um, to, to not let these ugly plays happen, to not let these ugly goals go in, to not hang out your, your goaltenders to dry. And the goaltenders had been playing fairly well. Mm-hmm. And in this game, it's one of those things where you see a lot of things not going the goaltender's way, but it's not really his fault. We see breakaways. We see odd men rushes. We see tips. tap-ins, yeah. tips, screens. Things that he can't control and you're looking to your other five players in front of you to handle some of that stuff so you can do your job. So uh, in this game, it just that wasn't the case. Yeah, me and Super Producer Jason were at this game. This is the Phoenix or Phoenix, Arizona Coyotes. Wow, throwback. <laughs> this is the Arizona Coyotes playing and um they're they're a team that it's I feel like they've been in a constant rebuild for <laughs> decades now. Same with Buffalo, right? They're just that team that always gets those young guys. They just can't get enough going. But this year at they look they look pretty decent. They look dangerous at least. Um and and giving Keller a breakaway goal or breakaways is mm-hmm. most likely gonna produce a goal. So that game was I wouldn't say it was it wasn't as ugly, it wasn't as bad. It was a little bit back and forth. Uh, the second period was was decent. They shot, they fought back, and at least left the period tied. But or no, they were sorry, they were down three to one. But they scored right away. Now Zadina's goal was kind of weird, and even he, if you can, I saw his reaction. He was just kind of like, like that was weird. He kind of <laughs> just poke checked a little bit of it, and it was like a, a change up on the goalie. Like I feel like I don't say this often, but I feel like I could have stopped that <laughs> shot because it was just. Slowly trickling, it was like slow motion. He just couldn't get his his glove on top of it. Yeah. It was weird. It was a weird play. If you go back and look at it, it's really weird. Um, but even he was skating back to the bench, like 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 what <laughs> it just happened? And I think he had been on a long skid of not scoring, so that like kind of broke the dam for him. Hopefully, yeah. and he'll he'll start scoring some more. But um, that that made it three to two going or in the very beginning of the third period. But the Sharks just couldn't put it together and ended up losing that game. It was kind of bleh. Yeah, uh, again, we're going to fish for some positives here. The the one, well, you're already reaching for it here. We'll just go ahead and do it. Uh, the jerseys, the mm-hmm. holiday sweater jersey giveaway. Now, um, I have a couple of these, uh, even though I wasn't able to go to the game. Thank you, uh, Sharks PR folks. There you go. Look at that, huh? Oh, my just goodness. matches your cup. I know. It actually does. I think that this came from that game, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 We were going to wear these, actually. I don't know why we didn't. But um, regardless, we are going to figure something out with, with these. And we're going to do a giveaway yep. uh, for you guys. So I don't know exactly the details or what we're going to do just yet. But we do have them. We have uh, quite a few, if I'm not mistaken, at least four to give away. Like, yeah, about yeah. four of them, I think, to give away. So um, some lucky fans of ours 
uh, we'll be getting uh, some of those there. Uh, Lucky Frog. Oh, Adam, uh, do you, can you want to read that one out? I don't know if. Uh... Uh, sure. Okay. Thank you, Adam, for the nine ninety nine. Hippo character collapses to the ground as his chair breaks while the words "wrecked" appear above him. Okay, so uh, this is our friend Adam, and uh, I don't know what any of this means, but <laughs> see, when you do the super chat and you put something in there, as long as there's no profanity, we'll read it out on the air. So, hippo something with wrecked in the thing. There it's you a, go. It's a gif on, and it's, it's describing and it's the And it out? Yeah, no. That's what it is. I just looked. <laughs> like, wow. It's an animated little thing. Oh, my goodness. I think it sounds better. I think it, it sounds better. Yeah. yeah it, when, you, when you say When it you read it out loud. Yeah. But hey, uh, Adam, <laughs> thank you so much for supporting the show and for giving us that unforgettable moment. Uh, that's it's wonderful stuff. That's great. Yeah. That's... <laughs> so glad I read that. Thank you. Oh, look, we got yeah. confetti stuff going on. Like Super Producer Jason pulling out all the stops. I love it. Uh, I don't know if we can plug in any of the uh, the Coach Quinn things uh, throughout the show, if he's got that one figured out yet or not. But I don't think so. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll figure that one out for future episodes. He's <laughs> coughing back there like, please don't put me on the spot. So, yeah, like I said, the uh, the jerseys will uh, figure out some way of doing a giveaway and everybody will have an equal chance of winning it. So uh, hopefully that helps and uh, you guys appreciate that. So there you go. Uh, moving on, we had the Vancouver game, a seven to four loss, which sounds really, really bad. But honestly, this is one of those games where it was a lot closer than <laughs> the score indicated, right? Yes. I mean, it was at one point that was uh, four to three mm-hmm. and both teams were shooting 33%. Yeah. So, uh, like, four for mathematicians out there, uh, 12 shots on goal for the four goals and nine shots on goal for the three goals. So, yeah, both of them shooting 33%. Bonkers, right? Uh, like, for, for goaltenders to have that many goals scored on so few shots uh, on both sides is just unbelievable. And then if you look at uh, the score, it was five to four. I think it was, like, maybe just a little bit more than four minutes left in the game. It was only five to four. Yeah. Right? So then Vancouver gets another one, 6-4. They get an empty net or 7-4. So really, it was a pretty tight game against best team forth. in the league. Yeah. Yeah, Vancouver's very good. Yeah. I, I didn't think – I thought they were going to be a good team, but not this strong as a team or at least this long when the when the season started. Yeah. But uh, they're really putting things together. Quinn Hughes, man, he is – I think uh, – I don't want to say he's leading. He might be leading the league – defense okay. for scoring for defensemen um he's definitely up there and i think that's kind of a surprise because he's so young it was he was slated to be that player yeah but i think the the progression was quicker than than what people were thinking so um it, it's amazing to see what he's doing what vancouver is doing and it's amazing what happens when you get those high oh, yeah. draft picks right when you really your team is not very good and, and you end up getting a much higher draft pick which is what the sharks are doing right now so hopefully this is what the Sharks can be and what they're progressing to be in the next three to five seasons, maybe? Oh, don't say three to five. Yeah. Well, I don't want to give up hope. Two, you know? two to three. Come on. Two to three. Yeah, two to three. Just Let's just say two to three. three. Keep them tuning in. <laughs> three to five, they're going to go away. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is definitely where the Sharks would like to end up, right? They would like to be the team like, you know, Colorado not so long ago and still currently really, but like not so long ago where they had a lot of really young, uh, high-end talent. That talent has gotten a little bit older, but they're still extremely good. Um, But that's where the Sharks want to get to and they get there through the draft, really. So, you know, we look at Doug Wilson's era where we were trading away draft picks and bringing in prospects, or not prospects, uh, bringing in, you know, NHL-ready, NHL-caliber players Right now, to win right now, 
And you know, that kind of mortgages the future a little bit. Well, now obviously going through this rebuild, this is where we're trying to go, right? The route that Vancouver has gone, the route that Colorado before them, going through the draft, getting those high-end picks, uh, growing them from the system itself, right? Not going out and getting a trade uh, to, to make that happen. And I'm sure there's going to be other free agents that are going to want to come and play in San Jose once there's a little bit more uh, a promising pool, if you will, to play with. But it certainly, that's where it has to start. It has to start from the grassroots with those draft picks. And, and from there, you know, those those UFAs that are uh, looking for a place to sign and play and be competitive mm-hmm. and potentially win a cup, that's going to bring them back into San Jose, I think. And we'll get into some of those guys in a little bit here about yes. those, some of the prospects that they've picked or uh, drafted because um, yeah. they're playing in a tournament right now, the World Juniors. Absolutely. So for now, let's just talk about kind of the, the year in review. So because we're, we're basically at the end of the 2023 calendar year, year calendar year. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for that. Uh, so. We are 34 games in. The Sharks have 20, mm-hmm. 21 points for a uh, was it point oh or sorry point three oh nine points point percentage. percentage. Basically, the amount of points that they could have had uh, in total, uh, just over thirty percent. Pretty pretty ugly. Pretty it's, gross. Uh, it is dead last. Yeah, uh, they're close with Chicago. <laughs> you don't have right, to tell me that. <laughs> right. Well, Chicago's right there, so yeah. they're they're close with Chicago. Chicago's at three eighteen, so they have one less game basically played. Right. Um, and it's not that far either. They're they're all under 400, if you will. They're at 364. But um, again, I think I still think the Sharks are better than dead last. I think they're somewhere in the bottom five. They can rotate around. It doesn't really matter. Those bottom five teams, I think, are just going to constantly bounce around, depending also on injuries and traits. How many of those guys are going to be left yes. in March? Yes. So things will be different. I think they'll kind of leapfrog each other. Um, but I do think the Sharks, like early in the season, they were so far behind. So yeah. far. I don't think it's going to be that drastic of a difference. So you're still going to use the term market correction for the next up until the trade deadline. Yeah. You think the Sharks will be better than uh, 30, I'm sorry, 0.309% points percentage. You think they'll be better than that from now until the trade deadline then? Yes. Okay. Because after the trade deadline... Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows how many of those guys will be gone? There's a lot of UFAs too. So there's a lot of guys yeah. that are up for as rental players, if you will. Yeah. That, that, that could get really ugly. And we just want to reiterate once again <laughs> how much we appreciate our fan base and you guys sticking with us. Hey, it could be nice because you'll see, we'll talk about Will Smith in a little bit, yeah. but <laughs> Will Smith will be finishing college. He's called Boston right around, I think they're in March or April, early April, maybe late March, depending on the NCAA tournament, how far they go. Um, so he might sign his contract and then join the Sharks for a cup of coffee. Yeah. And then he'd be in the AHL next year. If, if he Obviously, if he signs, he can't go back to college. That's the thing. So uh, we'll see what he ends up doing and, and how well he's going to be playing. Uh, he might need to stick another year in college. We'll yeah. see. So they are dead last in the NHL in terms of uh, their placement, obviously. But regulation wins, regulation overtime wins, goals for... Goals against, actually goals against, I think they're they're the best. They got the highest number, right? <laughs> uh, so not how it works, people, not how it works. Um, yeah, so they are, are are dead last in several categories and and rightfully so, uh, being at the in the basement, right? Like I said, below the bedrock. So um, this is the team. Now, there are 48 games left. 
Um, now, Aaron's saying that they're going to be better than that points percentage that we had called out earlier. And I tend to agree with you up until the trade deadline. I think they are going to be <laughs> a little bit better. Because how do you start yeah. off 0 and 11, essentially? Yeah. Right? I mean, that's a, di- that's a big hole to, that's, that you dug yourself into to get out. That's pulling yeah. your average pretty far down. Yes. Right. So I think they have to be uh, just a little bit better than that. But uh, we'll see how that goes. Now, the thing is, William Eklund here is on pace for 40 points uh, for the season. And uh, Mikhail Granlin is on pace for 64 points uh, for, you know, the, until the end of the season here. So this is going to be our roll call. And I think uh, we had the wording. It's, it's in front of you. So I will pass the off to Aaron here. Yeah. For wording. So the roll call. Tell us what city are you watching from? And will Eklund and Granlin and the season over under end the season over or under their current pace of, of not goals, but points? Point. So uh, Eklund's on pace for 40 and Granlin's on pace for 64. Do you, th- you take the over or under on them? And let us know what city you're watching in. Uh, quick shout out to my parents watching tonight. Oh, they just got an upgraded their TV from probably the last decade. So they actually have an app, YouTube app on the TV and they can watch us on their TV rather than their wow. computer screen. And also my in-laws are in town from Boston at my parents' house. And they're watching, watching as well. Yeah. No pressure, no pressure whatsoever. <laughs> well, uh, yes, uh, uh, hello, uh, Aaron's family, extended <laughs> yeah. and otherwise. So, uh, yeah, again, uh, Mr. Scholl, thank you so much for, <laughs> for the desk and for everything else. Marvelous work. Uh, well done, sir. Okay, um, w- what do you think in terms of taking the over or under on either one of these guys? I think Eklund's going to be over for sure. I think he's getting better. So his pace is kind of, uh, the 40 points I think is a little low for him. Because his trajectory is is going up. I agree. Granlin, I think, has looked fantastic, and I'm also going to take the over on that. I think unless he doesn't, unless he gets injured again, yeah, um, that's taking into account his injury. So if he if he was playing, um, his points pace for an 82 game season was 70 points oh, wow. over 70, but he missed a handful of games um, from early in the beginning of the season, right? I think it was the first game. I feel game. like he's been out a couple times. He missed the after the first game, he was out for yeah. a little while and then came back. Um, but yeah, as long as he doesn't have uh, any more injuries right now, he's currently on pace for 64. I think he hits that. And that would be a fantastic year for him because do you remember that trade? Yeah. Do you remember the trade when the Sharks took on Granlin's contract and was like, oh, that's he's yep. done. It's terrible. It's stupid. It's a dumb trade. Sharks are getting fleeced. Also, I'll go back to another trade that everyone said the Sharks got fleeced on. Just want to pump up. Mike Greer here. Okay. Uh, the Timo Meyer trade. Yeah. Have you seen what Timo's been doing? He's not doing He's been it. not doing anything. Yeah. In New Jersey. So, um, granted, he was hurt. He's just coming back from injury, so maybe it might take him a little bit while to get back up to speed. It should be roughly about now he should be producing better, but he still is not. So yeah. now, Mook Mandulin, which we'll talk about in a minute, uh, playing well now for the Barracuda. Yeah. Um. Zetterland. Zetterland. You know what? That's the thing. We're, we're talking about Eklund and Granlin here in terms of the over and under points. And I see some of the stuff in the chat going through and that's awesome. But mm-hmm. um, I do want to say Zetterland has shown me a lot more than I thought he was going to uh, throughout this season. Uh, he He's he's a solid piece. He's not going to be the guy that, that, you know, leads your team in scoring or anything like that. But uh, I think he's definitely a really solid piece in the return for the on the Timo Meyer trade. Uh, I'm very happy with Zetterlin and what he's brought to the team so far this season. He's brought a lot of energy. He's brought uh, a nice scoring touch. He's always around the net. He's tough. Um, I, I like this guy. He's quick too. I like I like everything about this guy. And again, it's I feel like it's exactly the type of guy that we keep saying this that Mike Greer wants on this roster 
right? Mm-hmm. It's this guy that's going to be a hardworking guy that, you know, otherwise wouldn't normally show up on the score sheet, but he's going to work his tail off for you. And uh, and he's worked out really well for the Sharks so far. He's, he's a guy I almost put on that list for over-under, but I okay. did not. He's at nine goals and five assists, four, 14 points. Do you think he gets to 20 goals? Ooh, 20 goals? He's at um, nine. He's I almost mean, halfway. You know, here's the funny thing. I think if he gets more opportunity to play with Eklund... Which might happen in the yeah. trade deadline. Some of those guys might be gone. That there might open go. up more playing time for him yeah. later in the season. The other thing I want to ask, and you guys can put it in the comments. We don't have to do a roll call for it, but you guys go ahead and put it in the comments. Is Zetterlin going to score more goals than Noah Gregor? Oh. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? I think it's all about opportunity. The, we both know the answer to that uh, one. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sorry, I, I had to. I had to bring it up. I had to bring up. All right, what's the no Gregor lunch? At least one. Eagles is no Gregor have right now. You go ahead and look that up. I'm going to let you guys know. I think uh, Eklund will take the over on that 40 points. I'm with, I'm with Aaron on this one. I think that he's at um, five right now. Who is no Gregor's at five goals? Okay, and Zetterlin has nine. So he's got a four goal. It's lead. not even so. Okay, come on. He's slowed come down. On. Come on, come on. Anyway, um, no, I'm going to take the over with uh, Eklund. I think uh, you're right. I think he's trajecting upwards. When I've seen him play, okay, it's not even just like looking at the stats. When you watch the kid play, um, you know, again, I knew that he was a smart player. I knew that he was a playmaker. I knew he was crafty. They call him slip repeat for a reason, right? I mean, you know all these things about him. What I didn't know was how hard the kid battles um, with his body, he's gotten protection. better, much better. I mean, I've, I've seen this kid just. I mean, that's something that Quinn's been really pushing hard on all those guys, not just not just Eklund, but yeah, to win puck battles. Now you don't have to physically push the guy off, right. right? But you have to get your body in there and in the right position to get the puck and get it away from someone who is bigger than you, who does have twenty yes. pounds over you, which he's going to be facing a lot because he is small. Yes. Now he did gain. I want to say he gained five or six more pounds from last season of muscle. And that's going to happen again next season. I yeah. bet he's, he's going to get bigger and stronger, but um, he is starting to win those puck battles and he's starting to understand what it takes to, to be a performer at the NHL level. Now it was a very different game for him in Sweden because yeah. the ice is bigger. They're not playing on NHL ice. International ice is a lot wider, same length, I think, but I think the rink is wider. So you have more space. So there's less, less contact, less, Open ice hits. You have more room to be creative with the puck, with your skating. And um, that's why a lot of European players have a hard time adapting to NHL ice and why a lot of European players will end up going through the AHL system first. Mook Modellan being exactly. one of Exactly. So Russia. They, they have, uh, you know, less room to work with. And because of that, it takes them a while to kind of catch up uh, to NHL speed. Because these guys are the best players in the world. They're the fastest players in the world. They're the heaviest, most talented players in the world. And you have less chances, less space to get by these defenders, to to get by those four checkers. You have less space to work with, and they're better. So it, it is an adjustment period for a lot of these European players, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, But I'm watching him play, and even simple things like stick lifts, right? Stick lifts, it's like, okay, that's, that's a basic skill. Yeah, but the way that he's doing it, He's getting his body in there and he's being slippery. He's being sneaky. He's being physical with everybody. He's, you know, I saw him like there's somebody had the puck and they were looking the other direction. He slips in behind him, boom, gets a stick lift on him. And then he gets his body in the way. You remember who right? used to do that very well? Patrick Marlowe. There you go. He was what a stick lift master. He'd come up behind people and never see him. Plus he was a fast skater. Yeah. Come up behind him, boom, gone, going the other way. 
instantly. So I, I think I'm, I've been more and more and more impressed with Eklund and uh, his strength of play, not just the point gathering, not just the playmaking. I know he was a great passer. I knew he had great vision, uh, but all the other facets of his game, I'm very impressed. Now, maybe defensively, you know, he can grow it's a little common. bit more just like everybody yeah. else. But there's so many different facets to the game, and I've been so impressed watching him grow just over the course of this season alone. Mm-hmm. So uh, very happy with, with that. Another so. point of what we said in the beginning of the season of how to watch the Sharks, watching yes. these young guys progress and get better because the player that you see in the beginning of the season, the first month, is not going to be the same player that you see at the end of the season. They're Absolutely. growing and maturing and getting better and stronger over time. So they're going to be progressing and getting better. Now. Having said that, I think I'm not as high on Granlin hitting 64 points. Interesting. I think um, I think he'll slow down just a little bit, um, or maybe he'll hit it. But that will be. I don't think he's going over. Now, don't quote me on that necessarily. But I don't. I, I think Eklund is on a trajectory upward, whereas Granlin, I think, is Granlin. I think it's where he is. Right. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I just think that it, for for the 64 point pace, I think. He might hit that, sure, but I don't think we're looking at, you know, a 70-point player necessarily, right? So that's kind of where I'm at on those two guys. Um, I know we talked a lot, and we usually what we'll do is we'll put the roll call question out there, let you guys chat it up as we're talking, and then we'll kind of have that buys time for you guys to put your comments, and then we can read some off. So since you have the laptop, I am going to take a back seat to <laughs> your uh, comment reading. So go ahead, fire away. Any good comments in there? Uh, man, I'll have to go through because I wasn't looking at this. Uh, Noah Claxton's Noah watching from San Diego. Eklund's over. Granny Smith under because he's going to get traded to the contender and we'll see a dip in his Ooh. points because of less minutes. Okay. Good possibility. I think he's got, does he have one year or two year? I can't remember if he's a UFA. Usually I have this pulled up, pulling it up right now. Uh, Granlund is a, he's got another year left. So I don't think he's necessarily going to get traded okay. this season. He's got another year at 5 million. Still kind of a hard pill for other teams to swallow because they're kind of up against the cap mm. um scotty k from toronto i'm expecting under but i'm hoping they go over i love the new set looks great guys thanks scotty k um radam zach zachios he's from prague whoa and from czech and he's saying over on both welcome thank you radam uh, Peter St. John, Fresno, not sure at all. I would guess both estimates are close of what they will achieve. Graham seems like a likely trade. Zephyr, 530, Camino, El Dorado County, Eklund, yes, Grandland, no, but close. Marty McFly, LA, over. Oh, man, you're in enemy territory. Oh, wow. Wow. Hey, thanks for tuning in, though. <laughs> I mean, again, this is a uh, enemy-friendly, I guess you could say, show. We've had, remember, when when the Sharks were good and they went to playoffs, we've had uh, fans from other <laughs> fan bases pop in. St. Yeah. Louis. Absolutely. Colorado. And uh, I want to say, again, thank you to the chat for being nice to all those people. It's a, a good community here. So uh, thank you guys for being awesome. Go ahead. Keep going. Farscape Forever. Virginia Beach. Virginia. Eki over. Grandy over. Sharks get first overall pick next year, and the cup drought will be over that is some optimism right there. Uh, so, so Granny Smith, I like that. That's the nickname for Eklund. It's slippery Pete, but I I can't help but every single time I go in my head. Remember uh, what's it called? Um, Holy Grail. Eki, yeah. Eki, <laughs> every time it's Eklund, Eki, Eki. That's, that's what goes through my head. Anyway, Eki. just this is yeah. Paul's thoughts. There you go. So anyway, keep going. Nobody wants to be in that head. Again. I know it's 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, Noah said, fans also said we got fleeced on the EK65 trade. 
Meanwhile, they have done nothing since, and are nothing. They, as in Pittsburgh, have done nothing since, and they're literally four spots away from us in the standings with a much better roster. I feel bad for Pittsburgh. They, I don't. No, I do. You know, <laughs> I do. And you know, this is a, this is coming from somebody who. Why do you feel bad for them? This is coming from somebody who hated Crosby. By the way, absolutely hated Crosby until my son started getting uh, very much into puck protection and stuff, and we started watching his videos. I've got a whole lot of respect for the player. I respect him. Yeah, doesn't mean you have to like him. Uh, well, I don't. I don't. Didn't say I like him. I said I feel bad <laughs> for the for the team. You know, I don't but, feel bad. Oh man, he's got rings that he can plug his ears with. <laughs> all the haters. <laughs> a, I don't feel bad. <laughs> What's the matter? Well, anyway, um, yeah, they should be doing a lot better. Um, I, I did not see that one coming at all, to be honest with you. I guess th- there might be some truth to, hey, you know, Eric Carlson needs to be the guy because it didn't work out with Burns and it's not working out with Latang. Maybe that's that's part of the issue there. Oh, they're getting older, right? I mean, part of it. He just came off a 101-point Norris Trophy winning season. On a team with nobody. Well, and he got 101 points on a team with nobody. But he has Latang now kind of eating up more minutes. Uh, it's kind of like when he was with Burns. Like he, it's, He's not getting the 30 minutes that he was getting. And that's my point is maybe he does need to be the guy. Yes, absolutely. You know? I think it's shown that on all the teams that he's yeah. been on. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, uh, are we done with comments? You got anything else there? Uh, Mikey Jason, Huntington Beach, Surf City, right. That's what he wrote. Right? Right. With okay. a smiley face. Right. Left. I don't know. Thanks for your comment, bud. Okay, uh, moving on from that. Again, thank you guys for uh, all your your comments with the, the the roll call. A lot of fun. Again, getting you guys in here and chatting up is one of the things we love doing. We're kind of hesitant to go back to recorded shows uh, for that very reason, to be honest with you. But uh, the, the fate of the Fin Factor, we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> so Recorded um, or live <laughs> exactly. or both. Actually, yeah. Why don't you guys let us know maybe in the comments what, what you might prefer. And we'll, we'll take that into consideration. And while you're doing that, we're going to bring up the World Juniors which is happening right now. Um, there's five players in the world. Six. Six? Yeah. Oh, there's a sixth one. Who's Hal- the Casper. Oh, okay. No, no, okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I thought Haltonen was the fifth, but there, apparently there's, no. there's a sixth. Because there's there's two. Will on, Smith yeah. and Eric Polkamp are on Team USA. USA. Jake Furlong is on Canada. Yeah. Philip Bystead and Matthias Havlid. Bistead and Matthias. I want to say Matthias. Matthias Havlid okay. are on Sweden. And then... Casper Haltonen is on Finland. I like Haltonen's one-timer. Beesteads? Uh, no, Haltonen. Oh. If you watch some highlights. Now, again, in the World Junior Championships, the one highlights package that I saw was uh, Canada and Finland. The one for, for Finland, I mean. Uh, that was the one uh, package that I saw. And I didn't hear his name at all, which is kind of a bummer. But it, when you watch him play in his respective league, yeah, um, they're just a, a highlight after another of him just cranking one-timers. Uh, Ovi's office, essentially. And he is just blasting this puck. Um, absolutely cannot wait to see uh, his future, where he goes, mm-hmm. because this could be a guy that the Sharks could really, really use on the power play. Imagine having an Ovechkin-esque player that just sits <laughs> on that left face-off circle with a right-handed cannon, just ready to go. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. And obviously, he's he's much better player than just a one-time specialist. He's uh, you know he's playing for, for Finland in the World Juniors. It's funny, I was reading on his uh, Elite Prospects report, uh, he has a heavy shot, also has the handling skills, the reach, and moments where he plays a physical, 
power forward game where he drops his shoulder oh. and runs through defenders' hands to try and get to the game. He's got a one-timer from the left half wall that power plays can be built around. It's exactly what you just said. Oh, I love it. He was a second-round pick of this last draft in 2023. So he was was a 36th overall, so very early second-round pick. Yes, so uh, I'll, I'll run through them real quick. Forgive my eyes because I'm looking at it right now. But uh, the Sharks prospects, uh, Will Smith, center, uh, 2023 draft pick, fourth overall. Uh, Eric Polkamp, also Team USA, as you'd said, defenseman, 2022 draft, uh, 132nd overall. I think that's the fifth. Uh, 23 fifth-round pick, sorry. Fifth-round pick. Polkamp was a 23 fifth, not 22nd. Oh, okay. 2023. 2023 fifth round pick. My bad. Thank you very much for correcting that. Uh, Team Canada defenseman Jake Furlong, 2022, yep. uh, 140th overall. Yep. Um, that's in pretty deep in the draft. And this is somebody that's, that's, you know, world junior roster for Team Canada. I mean, those are two guys that I'm excited for the Sharks that they picked these two guys in the fifth round that are on the teams for yeah. world juniors and not just like, you know, B-level teams. These are A-level teams here. Canada Absolutely. and the USA teams are, are very top teams. So Absolutely. Great. They're they're doing the dirty work. They're and, doing the penalty killing. And we had you talked about uh, Philip Bista, which I'll, I'll let you talk in, in just a moment about him because you, you thought the one-timing was was Bista. I wasn't talking about him, so you've oh, got right. something to say yeah. about him. But uh, Philip Bista forward, uh, 2022 draft, uh, 27th overall, so late first rounder. And then Matias, I'm going to say, Havilid, 2022 draft. 45th overall that's uh rounds out sweden and then finland the forward casper halton and who we talked about 36th overall in the 2023 draft now tell me about philip beestead something that you liked about him you thought i was talking about him when we were talking Sorry. about one time game. well we watched so, it before we went live yeah, okay. the, the goal that he scored on the one-timer so he scored oh, okay, two yeah, goals yeah. in that game and one of them was a one-timer set up by the other sharks prospect uh Havilid, and nice. uh just cranked it this guy is six foot three i believe beestead maybe he's a, little a bit bigger. beast yeah, Dead. he's big. He's a big guy, and he's a guy that uh, when the Sharks picked him at first, not first overall, but in, um, in the first round of last year of uh, two drafts ago now, um, they thought that was kind of a reach, and they thought that that was a terrible pick by the Sharks because they could have gotten him later, and blah, blah, yep. blah. Come to find out, he's been surprising everybody for the last two years now since his draft, or a year and a half, yep. and has been doing nothing but an upward trajectory, so he's looking like a fantastic pick by the Sharks because they didn't let him fall to the second round where they might not have gotten him. So uh, jokes on the <laughs> experts when they're doing the draft stuff because it, it they don't me, always know. It makes me wonder what uh, our friend Graham would have said about him um, or if he maybe he's already made comments about Beastead. I'm not sure, actually. I don't, if he has, I don't remember. If but. Graham is in the chat, perhaps Graham could go ahead and let us know. Otherwise, it'd be great to have Graham as our first guest in the uh, third chair uh over here uh get him on the show maybe talk a little bit about prospects that'd be awesome especially since world juniors have been gone maybe next week what are you doing graham yeah graham what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) uh there was a game usa against uh norway uh 4-1 win for team usa there was something in this that you did not like though it was uh it was will smith will smith did not stand out like everyone was expecting him to i mean it could be the first game jitters we'll see about the next game he might i'm sure he's gonna bounce back but um he had a controller disconnect moment and that's what happens i always say that when uh you know when you're playing video games and your controller just disconnects and your guy just glides and doesn't move and do anything and that's exactly what he did (laughs) so uh they're on the power play and he's kind of they're kind of rotating around and he ends up being at the point and the puck is going the other way and and it was norway and they're skating the other way and 
uh, him and I don't know if it was a defender. I can't remember who the other guy was. They're skating back and trying to back check. And you see him just pull up and just stop right, right after he gets to pass his own blue line. Had he kept skating through, he would have forced the forward to stay on his, I think it was on his forehand instead of, instead of he cut across the goal and scored a, a shorthanded goal. Yeah. Now, if you just, pressures them now he doesn't have to win the puck he doesn't have to do anything you're just forcing the guy to not come across the goal yeah. and forcing him to the outside which your goalie can handle a lot better when it's just one side rather than going from side to side and opening up the five hole so um that was kind of a big criticism of him was was just the lack of effort in the back check which you need to if you're going to be a leader on a team yeah uh you need to be doing that stuff kind of like it's it reminded me a lot of i know Love bagging on him, but Kevin LeBanc, we see a lot of controller disconnect from that guy on back checks. So it reminded me of that, and I go, no, this is a fourth overall pick. Yeah. And the guys that got picked one, two, and three are all playing in the NHL currently and yeah. doing very well. So it's like, of course the Sharks get the fourth overall pick. <laughs> and of course this guy, I'm not saying he's going to be a bad player. I'm just, he has work to be done. He's not quite ready to jump. It was one shift, so we can't really say. It was the is- only goal again. I mean... <laughs> And he was a minus one for the game. It was yeah. four to one. It was a, four to one. In a four one win, you don't expect that you're gonna have you're gonna be a minus one. And he's not some second, no second absolutely. line, third liner. This guy's. So if if there's two, I guess maybe two things to take away from this. One would be if you said being a leader on the team, if you're gonna be a shark with uh, with Mike Greer as your GM, controller disconnects cannot happen. Right? They just can't happen. So uh, he's the type that is going to look for the guy who's going to work hard. And if you're going to coast on a back check when your team is on the power play and you're giving up a shorthanded chance, um, that's not going to sit well. And you can do one of two things. One, you can continue that play and find yourself in the AHL or find yourself on a new team. Or you can use this as a moment to learn um, and get maybe roasted by your GM or by your players (laughs) or by your coach and excel yourself uh, to the player that they want you to be, right? So hopefully that will be what happens should something like this happen while he's in a teal uniform. Granted, it was it was one shift in yeah. one game. He's going to have a bounce back game. Absolutely. It is definitely a learning experience. It was Norway. They were already up 3 nothing, so I'm sure he just coasted. He's just like, eh, we'll be fine. The goalie will stop this. And like, oh, he didn't. So the second piece of, of that, because I said there was probably two takeaways. The second piece of that is, and this is where I, I, I become Coach Paul for just a second, right? Because <laughs> I always, with, I work with a lot of kids, you know, in, yeah. in like in line and that kind of stuff, right? And when they go, when, they, when they're playing ice, nobody looks to me for this stuff or anything, just my own kids. But like, this is the types of things that it's like, if, if you want to be a good player, pressure, skate hard. There's no, there's no... I don't know how to say this. Uh, you, you want to be skating hard as often as you can to put as much pressure on them as you possibly can. When you're forechecking, the last thing you want to do is skate backwards and try to get in front of their pass. No, pressure them because then they're forced to make a pass, to make a bad pass, to make a rushed pass, to make a bad decision. When you're Will Smith and you're chasing someone down in the offense or in, in your defensive zone, yeah. Put pressure on the guy. If you're not skating hard after him, he has time and space. When you take that away, he has to make a pressured shot that he doesn't want to have to make. It's one of those ones where he's more just throwing it out the net instead of making his move, right? And the goaltender has a much easier time making a save when the guy is pushed a little bit wide and it's a rushed shot as opposed to being able to cut in and make his move. So 
that's one of those, again, Coach Paul moments here where it's you really just want to make sure that you're pressuring. You're going forward and at the puck carrier, and you're making it difficult for them. You want to make sure that they're doing a rush job on any decision that it is that they're trying to make with the puck. And as long as you're doing that, you're doing your job. Now, they may shoot and score. That's fine. No one's going to say, hey, you didn't pressure hard enough if you were going as hard as you can. Right. So this is one of those things where I think obviously Will Smith knows this. He's a much better hockey player than I will ever be. But <laughs> the point is, kids who are watching at home, um, absolutely. If you're going to be uh, if you want to be a better player and, and you're looking at uh, how to get the puck away from other other players for check hard, skate at them hard. Don't give up on a puck ever. Keep those feet moving and pressure, 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 because they will make a mistake. I promise you that for check, back check, paycheck. Four check, bad check, paycheck. There's a reason that is a saying. <laughs> well, it wasn't Letterkenny, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're taking away the time and space. At the yes. NHL level or any top level, time and space is uh, a, a big asset Gold. that you don't have, right? Yeah. And when you give someone time and space, they're going to make you pay. Absolutely. You take that away, you're going to put pressure on them, and they're going to make a mistake. It's a game of mistakes. You're, they're going to make a mistake, hopefully. 100%. So, uh, moving on to some Barracuda news. Uh, well, it's not really even news. It's just kind of we wanted to highlight a couple players, yeah. right? Uh, Shakira Mukmadulin and Leon Gavanka. Gavanka? Gavanki? Gavanki? I'm going to go with Gavanka. Like Ivanka. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. <laughs> sure. We'll probably get correct. Anyway, yeah. uh, well, it's not Gawanki. That's how it's, it's phonetically, but I think it's Gavanka. That's worse. Gawanki. Yeah. <laughs> oh. People on the podcast, I promise you, it looks better than it sounds. Yeah. Okay. So uh Shakir McMadolin crushing it the last nine games. He's got eleven points. Yeah. And you know, uh, on the eleven point uh subject line here, Gavanka, if you will, uh also eleven points in the last eleven games. So both of these guys absolutely crushing it with the Barracuda right now. And you know, the first thing that it makes me think of, uh, unfortunately is the trade talks about Mario Ferraro. <laughs> and if he were to get his his space vacated, Who's I'm it? not saying I'm not saying they could immediately step in and be him, but gosh, it's promising when you've got a couple guys who are doing very well uh in the second best league in the world. It's gonna take a while for him. And I think a lot of people are upset when the Sharks made that trade and that was yep. the return. Now remember it was him Mook Medulin, or I'm sorry, Mook Medulin, Zetterlands, and a first round draft pick mm-hmm. and a second round draft pick for this season. Conditional. That could be a first round if New Jersey goes to the conference finals and Meyer plays all the games. By the way, before you talk any more about that, um, the the Pittsburgh pick, are we still outside of the top or the bottom ten? On well, Pittsburgh? they're climbing out of the basement. So Pittsburgh is currently in tenth. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, they're in 11th currently. Right. And they're tied with points. I'm looking at the points. It doesn't points matter. percentage, too. I want they're tied to with be, Minnesota, who's right there in 10. I want yep. them to be right on that exactly. line. Exactly. Right on that line. Right 11. 11. 11. That's and then, where I want it. Actually, I want them to be 9th. No, how do I want this? Oh, boy. I want them to be 10th, and somebody wins the lottery and bumps them to 11th. That would be even worse. Because I mean, if like a team that's 11, 12, or 13 wins the lottery, but then we don't get Celebrini Aaron, then we get the second overall pick, (laughs) whatever. I don't know, whatever. (laughs) You just gotta think ahead, Aaron. Come on, man. Yeah, 
Anyway, I didn't, I didn't think um, that one through. yeah, I just I just wanted to call that one out. The, 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 the draft pick situation is looking pretty good right now. But that's four pieces coming back for Timo Meyer. Yes, right. That's four NHL potential NHL pieces coming back versus people wanted maybe a pick and one high yeah high blue chip prospect, right. if you will. Um, that is why Mike Greer is in his job and nobody else is because he got four pieces out of New Jersey that are potentially going to be part of the backbone of the San Jose Sharks in the future. Um, I don't still, still too early to tell, but right now it used to be leaning heavily on New Jersey for fleecing the Sharks. And now it is starting to really come back and nobody could really grade it until those pieces started to fall and, Especially after this draft pick, who knows what that draft pick yeah. will end up being? It could be a second round or a first round. And you know, like as good as Timo Meyer is, you take a look at his body of work so far this season. It hasn't been pretty, right? Um, and then you think about the amount that you would have had to pay him to stay in San Jose, right? Um, I think the Sharks maybe kind of learned uh, a lesson about paying players ten million dollars and more, right? Even seven million if we're going to talk about Market Ward Vlasic, but. Um, whatever he earned that money when he was younger. So I'm not, whatever it's over now, but, uh, I, I think the sharks, uh, don't need to pay Timo Meyer, you know, $10 million a year or whatever it is, uh, that he would have commanded to stay in San Jose. Uh, and I'm more than happy to have, again, like Aaron said, four potential pieces that maybe aren't going to be the superstar status that Timo Meyer could possibly be, but, uh, certainly pieces that could be, uh, big parts for San Jose Sharks in in their uh, their future going forward here so uh, i'm happy with the trade so far again we'll see how it shakes out in years to come because uh, again some of these are just draft picks nobody's even been picked yet so mm-hmm. we don't even know what these pieces are going to be you know it's cool as if that pittsburgh is in the top 10 and they slide it next yeah. year is unprotected and i think the penguins will be worse next year than they would be this year mm. so it could potentially help the sharks if Pittsburgh was awful this year and, and ended up being in the top 10. And then that slides next year. Cause then, you know, we'd still have at least the Sharks own first round pick for this yeah. year. And I don't know. I still don't know how well this draft class is like in terms of like strength, if there's really a lot of good players or not. Um, but even if that New Jersey goes to a first round pick, it'll be a late first round pick like 30th, yeah. 29 or 30th at the, yeah. at the lowest. So um, but you know what? It wouldn't it, be the worst thing to get the Pittsburgh draft pick next year. And let's say the Sharks end up being better in their 15th overall or close to a playoff, right? 10th to 15th, but then they get Pittsburgh's top five pick. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. But I think about all the um, the things that we we had that talk with um, Doug Wilson at the time, the interview that we did with him. And uh, we've certainly talked to, to uh, other folks about, um, you know, the, they have uh, tiers of players. Mm-hmm. That they're looking for. They're not always looking for, oh, we need to get, you know, draft uh, pick number one, number two. number. Th-. They're not looking to get all of the best players in, in one draft. Right. So maybe if it's, you know, a, a top 10, but we already have like a number two or number three, maybe that guy that's in that that top 10 is not one that they're looking for to, to add. And they could package that to, to get something else or they can move that to get something else. So whether or not it's, you know, a late first rounder. Um, maybe there's a tier of player that's in that late first round that they would rather uh, roll the dice on and have that player as opposed to, oh, it has to be somebody that would be, you know, in the top 15 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it could very well work out for them just because those where there are different tiers of players that we're looking for. And this is the 
the, the areas that we're looking to get them in. So maybe having a late round first is right in that wheelhouse of the, the player that they're looking for. So who knows, right? Um, what I do want to do, though, is unless you're done, are we done with yeah. Kuda stuff? Yeah. Okay. I mean, just a couple good players to keep an eye out for. So, um, you know, it's funny because we're the, the main thing with the Kuda was I wanted to watch uh, Eklund and I wanted to watch Bordelow. Now Eklund's out of there and Bordelow. Gushin. Gushin. Gushin is doing well. He is leading the team in scoring. He's got 24 points in 25 games, nice. almost a point per, per game. And he's been called up to the Sharks twice now, yeah. once last season, once this season, and he's produced. He is a guy I think they should wait one more season. But again, some guys get traded at the end of the season. That's yeah. a guy that's definitely going to get called up right. uh, towards the end of the season. And he is a goal scorer. Now, I don't think he could be a top-line goal scorer on a good team. I think he'd be a second-line guy, uh, a very good second-line snipe who's going to score a lot of power play points. But he's too small to be top-line producer for a very good team. Um but who cares? The Sharks are going to have more pieces that are coming in and, and, and better players. I was going to say, there's probably more pieces that are better than Gushin coming uh, coming up in mm-hmm. the next couple of years anyway. But um, certainly a guy, again, to, to look out for. So, um, but my, my point was like, you know, I was expecting that those are going to be the guys to, to look out for and to watch. But it looks like there's uh, some other players that are really starting to shine uh, for the Sharks. So, or for the Barracuda, I guess, in this case. But um, certainly some some guys to, to keep an eye on, and hopefully they uh, come up and play with the big club sooner than later. Um, it'll be, again, a next, a next couple of years can be very interesting to see how the Sharks do. So we'll see how that goes. Now, uh, more recently, though, the upcoming games for this week, we've got three of them, right? So uh, Wednesday, tomorrow. Yep. Right? There's the game uh, in L.A., uh, who was it that was uh, made a comment? They were in L.A. earlier. I don't know if we remember that name. But yeah. uh, in your neck of the woods, good sir, whoever you were. Um, so. Mikey's in Huntington Beach. Mikey? Mikey J. Mikey J. Huntington Beach. Okay. And Marty McFly. And Marty McFly. Okay, Mikey J. and Marty McFly. McFly. Are you guys going to go to this game? And if so, which jersey are you wearing? Please put that in the chat uh, down below. And if they say L.A., the rest of the chat can ridicule them. You have my blessing. Um, so yeah, Wednesday in LA, uh, we're thinking this one's not going to go too hot, right? Yeah. I mean, we had just played them. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we see some fireworks going between those two teams Ooh, because okay. they just played each other. Kind of like the, the Coyotes game, the second one that we just went to. Yeah. They had played them literally one week before and you could tell they were kind of getting each other's faces. So, um, they are only six, six and three at home. LA is 13, one and yeah. one on the road. They're killer on the road. Yeah. yeah. So maybe, maybe the Sharks, you know, the Sharks, what's their road record? They're three wins, three 14 and one. <laughs> it sounds so pathetic when you say it out loud. Good God, man. <laughs> three 14 and one. They're six, eight and two at home, which isn't that bad. Yeah. For a losing team. That's yeah. not terrible. Um, it's almost 500. Hockey. Yeah, it's two, two wins away from 500. Well, if you take away however many home losses in that 0 and 11 start, right? Sure. I mean, it's, it looks better, but when you put it that way, it's... anytime you take away losses, it looks better. Sure. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> uh, back to back, we play against, uh, Edmonton, uh. but this one's in San Jose. So this isn't exactly what you would be, what you would consider a scheduled loss because it's not in Edmonton, right? Right. Yeah, and the, and the game against the LA, I think it's a little bit earlier. It's at 7, so they might be able to actually fly into San Jose versus 
because there's a there's a curfew in the San Jose airport. If you get in too late, you can't land. And so you have to go to San Francisco or Oakland and then bus in. Okay. So I think that might help them get in at least into San Jose, which would, you know, reduce the travel by about an hour so they can get home and get rested. Not a huge deal because it's going from L.A. It's not like they're coming in from Colorado or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Marty McFly, I'll be there. Sharks are going to win 10 nothing. Man, if they do, I'm coming back to this right here. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Marty, uh, we've had something on the show that uh, when I guessed correctly, Paul Stradamos, uh, we tried Scholstradamos uh, the other day. You said you thought Vancouver game. You thought they were going to Hey, they played well. They played game. well. They played well, but they lost 7-4. to four. Um, Again, not as bad as the score indicated, right. as we talked about earlier. Right. But, uh, Marty, if you get that one right, I don't know what we're going to call you. But that if, if a 10-0 win against L.A., buddy, I don't Maybe know. Maybe actually is Marty McFly and he went to the future and saw he came back. <laughs> it's the only way it makes sense. Uh, what's that? He altered it. He, he altered, altered it. it. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then Sunday. So they get Friday and Saturday off. Sunday uh, in Colorado. This one is going to be a bloodbath. I just... Anytime you go into Colorado because yeah. of the altitude, yeah. it's such a shock to your body. By the third period, you'll see their legs starting to get heavy. Was was McCarr injured recently? I thought he was injured recently. He was out. I don't know. And just our luck, he'll be back uh, and, and you know using us as his warm-up for the rest of the season. <laughs> Man, that guy skates so amazingly well. So it's good. insane. So, uh, again, I, I watched some of these uh, things with my kids to help them uh, see how the, pro- the pros do it, right? And the two players that we watch, uh, Puck Protectionist Crosby – and uh, Edgework, we would think would be Crosby, but Edgework is Kale McCarr. And he did just come back right before did. Christmas. Okay. He played two games right before Christmas. So oh, he played two games already. Yeah. Oh, good. So he's warmed up. Yes. He'll be ready to go, if you will. <laughs> Wonderful. I, I'm sure he marked that count. He's like, oh, the San Jose Sharks yeah. at home right after Christmas? I'm marking that on my calendar because <laughs> I'm going to get five point night right there. I don't care if I have a broken toe yeah. playing. Oh, man. Okay. All right. Well, uh, so we're thinking loss. Lost loss or what do you? What? Edmonton's not as strong. No, I, yeah, Edmonton is. You just can't count them out, though. You're right. I mean, they're they're 27th overall. Dear God, they're and the Sharks are only five spots away from them. So I wouldn't say that's a slam dunk win. Okay, um, are you predicting a win on any? How many points do you think we're getting out of this week with these three teams? I'll say. I'll go with three points. I think after that, the last two games that the Sharks just played, Quinn was pretty pissed at them, and they're on yeah. a five-game skid. Coming off of a break, they're going to be practicing. They're going to be ready to go. I think they're going to pull off some miracles. I think it's an overtime against L.A. It's going to be a tough battle between those two. And then I think uh, Edmonton, they beat them. And then they're going to get hosed in Colorado. I think a tricycle could be ready to go against a semi. It doesn't mean it's going to go well for the tricycle. Uh, so what? I don't know. I'm making things up as I go along. How am I doing? Clearly. <laughs> so I, I'm just saying, I think it doesn't matter the, the preparation level when the other team is just flat out better than you. Um, and especially with LA, you know, there's not as big of a rivalry as there used to be, but there's still some guys on that team that just don't like players in teal, regardless of what area you're playing. And Drew Doughty's one of them. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to go very well. If anything, maybe we pull a point out. And I mean, if it's against Edmonton, I would be surprised to be honest with you. But um, I, like you're saying, they're 27th in the league. Uh, maybe that bodes well in the Sharks' favor. But I just don't see it happening. These to me, 
the players on these teams just uh, it, they're too strong right now, uh, and I just don't see the Sharks really overcoming it. I'm going to guess a point on the week. Uh, Aaron says three, which is optimistic. I kind of like I kind of like your optimism. Thank you, thank you. So take that for. I think they'll be out of the worth. basement by New Year's Eve. We'll see. What does that mean? Not in 30 seconds? Slightly better than Chicago is what it means. <laughs> <laughs> so 31st yes. in Chicago, 32nd. Yes. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> They're tied in points with them right now. All right, very good. Um, any, oh, go ahead. Did you see the what happened the other night before Christmas? That's uh, <laughs> the two Michigan goals in one night? <laughs> yes. It was Dard and Zegris. Zegris, yeah. Zegris comes back from injury. I know this because he's on my fantasy teams. He's been out forever. Comes back, first game back, does the Michigan. And he did it after Bedard did it. Yeah. So I think he heard Bedard did it. He's like, I can do that. that. I can do that again. (laughs) He's got to lead the league in Michigan goals. Again? What do you mean again? Because he He did it before. Zegris was the one that flipped it over the net. That's right. And I forget the other guy, whoever it was, uh, batted it in. Yeah. It was another, another young guy. It was no. uh, somebody else. It was another young guy. But, yeah. um, so I remember that happening. But the Michigan was was more Sveshnikov than anybody else from uh, Carolina. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Sveshnikov. They, they would call it the Sveshnikov. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's not the Sveshnikov. It's it's the Michigan. It doesn't roll off the tongue very well it's, either. Yeah. The Sveshnikov. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Do the Sveshnikov. <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> but I did see that, and I did actually hear that uh, Zegers might have heard that Bedard had done I'm it sure. and was yeah. trying to, yeah. Like, oh, I could do that. What's great, though, how smooth was it? It oh. wasn't like, they didn't, it, they were skating while they did it. Yeah, they yeah. skated in one solid motion, picked it yeah. up, wrapped it around quick. It was so fast. Um, this, especially the Zegers one, I don't know if you saw it, um, how he got it. Yeah. He just kind of like pushes it forward and then flips the blade like that and lets the puck right up the blade. And that's how he scoops it. Most mm-hmm. guys, they they put the blade flat like this with the puck underneath it and then they kind of swirl it back yeah. and use the momentum to pick it up. He just pushed the puck forward and tipped the, the blade and just went right up the blade. The the toe was blade and he picked it up I, that way. I wouldn't be surprised if while he was injured and he's like skating no, on his own, you know, he's just practicing that over and over and over and over. I'm not kidding. Like, yeah. I think that's, you know, you get bored when you're practicing by yep. yourself and yep. everyone's on the road and you have no one. I'm Couture's doing it recently. So, I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's uh, what he did, was doing. Fun fact, um, you know who else is practicing that? You? My son, Jace. Yeah? Yeah, 10, 10 years old, and he's... Because uh, Bedard and... No, I think it's just... Be- Actually, probably because of his friend Landon, who, who's been uh, doing it uh, probably since for- he was about nine. And yeah. he, he's... This kid landed nine years old. Got he it down. scoops this puck like it's nothing. Now, at that age level, is it a lot easier because the goalies are shorter when they go in the butterfly? It's a lot more open. No, it, it's just as hard to get the puck on the stick because you're nine years old, yeah, first well, of all, yeah. right? But if you can get it at there, yeah, the, the goaltenders are obviously shorter, so you can you can get the puck in there. The, the problem is when you <laughs> when you try to do it, uh, you might smack them in the face, which would be bad. Uh, is that a penalty? Uh, yeah, I th- yeah, high sticking. Is it, though? Because it's a follow-through on the shot. Ooh. Ooh. I don't think that is. I don't know. We'll have to look that Plus one up. Plus, the goalies have a mask on. They're yeah. fine. No, it's not. <laughs> this guy, I played soccer. I didn't need a mask, right? So, um, anyway. Okay. Uh, I think we're at that point, Aaron. You think yeah, so? I think so. Yeah. Have we come off the rails just a little bit, maybe? I don't know. Sonny Milano scored the Michigan pass. There you go. Thank I knew you, it. Nick. It was a Thank you, Nick. Guy. HBK. Yeah. Can I always thank Nick or, or, or trust him to come up with some some good information. He's probably sitting there screaming, it, it oh, was yeah. Milano! No. Come on! How do you forget that? <laughs> anyway, like angry I said, types in his phone. 
<laughs> hippopotamus <laughs> falling and it says Rex above his head. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, gosh, this uh, I, I am so happy to be back in a studio uh the, and especially one that looks like this again guys um what <laughs> see super producer jason is a perfectionist he's not a hundred percent happy with with the product that you see here now i'm happy with it now the thing here that you see this this monitor it says the fin factor on the back. obviously you know you're watching the fin factor because you are subscribed and by the way if you're not hit the button already what are you doing with your life uh but if if, if you didn't know there you go instead now <laughs> Um, but this monitor, once we get things dialed in, we'll have other things going on here. When we're talking about a subject, we can put an image up or when we have maybe some, some chat like related comments, put there. Maybe Com the comments, comments. Flow in there. uh, if we happen to have anybody out there who's maybe like they... to sponsor the fin ah. factor, uh, perhaps we could have it right up there, uh, as well. So, or the gifts instead of me reading them that you can actually <laughs> see them. You want the hippo with the rec thing on it. I think that should be a shirt. It really should be. Let me read it again. Yes, all the way through, please. Oh, it's not. It's, he has to pull no, it up on the screen. It doesn't okay. work anymore. Right, fine. Anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, there, there's more potential, in other words. What you see isn't the final finished product. There's more uh, that we can do with this and uh, the lights and stuff, too. He's, it's not just these are the colors. He could do whatever Kellen, he wants. Kellen Foster that. just joined us because he finishes late Christmas. So oh. Welcome. He says the set looks awesome. Love it. If you all have a single close-up, uh, basically just the Zoom version, we will I, we'll post them now. Single close-up? Well, he wants to see close-up shots of the set oh so we can post them on our social medias yeah it's yeah no we, longer a secret so we, we've been posting these all over our slack channel yeah We're just getting updates from super producer jason you know what we'll do i want to what i really like is the post i'll post the picture of what our concept was yes and then a picture of what it actually became get it as identical it's, it is it is right there it is so close it's ridiculous like there's i mean down to even the slats and the spacing on everything it, it is almost exactly the way that we had pictured it i'll let you Truly. read the next one. Oh gosh okay can you can we put on got the screen? super producer jason so the reason i'm looking down is because we actually have a monitor now so i can see what's going on here so i apologize if my eyes are dropping but i can't see because he said no just now so do you have the oh, comment okay. Oh, oh he says, it up. he says one second. So we're going to load the. Oh, is it something specifically that I have to read? Yes, it's something that Paul's going to read this time. <sighs> is it a Noah Gregor comment? If it's no. a Noah Gregor. Oh, God. Monkey <laughs> Frog, 10 bucks. Thanks, Adam. Pair character jumping up and down saying, number one fan. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm serious. We should make so, shirts for these. The, re <laughs> <They're good. laughs> the reason we're reading it like that is the software that pulls up the comments is not the exact comments that's in the <laughs> chat room like the actual chat coming from youtube so it transcribes everything that's in the chat from youtube onto the screen for us and that's why it, that's why i read it the way i did originally i didn't even realize it was it was a gif i wasn't looking at the chat thing <laughs> so basically if you're uh listening on the podcast please pop over to the youtube <laughs> version there's uh there's more things to see uh than there are to hear so also if you Listen to podcasts on Spotify. I want to plug this because yes. um, Spotify is now showing videos as well. So if it's easier, if you want to watch it there instead of on YouTube, we are on Spotify. If you just like to listen, we are on Spotify and you don't have to watch it. But you can see the videos if you wanted to pop in there and look too. So yeah, let's get those Spotify is, numbers up. Is there a share function on Spotify? I don't even I don't use Spotify, so I really have no idea. Oh, geez, I'm so Paul. sorry. Who are you? I, you still have a Walkman, don't Am you? Amazon Music, buddy. That's, that's <laughs> what I've been... <laughs> 
Plus my car, just streaming in the car. There's no Spotify for that. Just okay. how is there no Spotify? Uh, there is. I just don't use it. I use other. Why don't you of, use it? Because I don't want to. See, this is what we're talking about now. Off the rails, right? So regardless, what were you even saying? Is there like a shared thing on Spotify? That's what I was asking. I don't know. Is there? Is there I, that's why I'm asking you because I don't use Spotify. We've gone for a circle. Uh, for a circle. That's yes. Yes, there it. is a share function. On okay, Spotify. Good. So if you're listening to us on Spotify and you want to torture your other friends that are Sharks fans, then go ahead and share that with them. Uh, but uh, just the, type in the fin factor and you'll it'll pop up on Spotify. Correct. What a great first show on the set. Just rambling incoherently. Um, what else anyway, can we ramble about? No stuff. Where are we going to put the toaster? I don't know. We have we have shelving. I think I can fit it on top of the TV. It'll fit in the frame. It'll be perfect. I think we put like a little stand right here, just off camera, just like it was that low, and then put the toaster right there. It'd be great. Is this Jason? No. If there's super chat money, the toaster goes pop. Oh, I like sure that. that. Yeah, the I light, still the lights will change. I think there's yeah super chat. The lights, would, the, the lights would like flash green or something like that. Would be good. That'd be cool. Uh, okay, we good. Patrick Kerbal, is it the same room you showed me when I was live on the set? Yes, it is. The same room? Same area where we were. Oh, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, set. okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously spruced up, but yes. And guess who just joined? Hi, Lundy. No way. <laughs> Hello, Lundy. How are surprise, you? Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Don't super chat with a GIF because it's just going to go <laughs> rails again. All right. Uh, anything else? Are we good? I think we're good. Okay, remember, guys, by the way, um, that we will be doing... I'm leaning over and you probably hear me doing this thing. So we will be doing a giveaway uh, for these bad boys right here um now again we have like i think would we say four of these we have a bunch of stuff we, we have a bunch of stuff we're okay? gonna do this a lot of giveaways of so we're gonna be doing some more giveaways just because uh we we have things to to, to give away to you guys we have a lot of stuff that we bobbles and things we've collected over yeah. the seasons so yeah um maybe i don't know i don't want to say it out loud but there's a uh, Burns backpack maybe. Uh, anyway, um, so there's some some cool stuff that we we have from uh, seasons past and this season. And as they do more giveaways and whatnot, we're gonna work with the sharks and hopefully get some of those things to to do giveaways for you guys as well. So um, if you're not subscribed, please make sure that you do that and then hit the notification bell so you know when we do go live. Assuming that we're gonna continue going live and not record. I saw some people saying uh, they prefer the live. They like the live, which I I do too, frankly, but. Um, whatever works best for everybody yeah, works for me. So <laughs> it is what it is. But it, again, that that's how you'll know when we're going to be doing this giveaway stuff. Uh, it'll be in one of those live shows, I'm sure. So if you're subscribed and you hit the notification bell, you'll know when we do that and you'll be a part of it and could potentially win one of these jerseys or baubles or anything else that we have that we're going to be giving away. So please do that. Also, again, uh, we are really looking forward to getting some more folks on Spotify. So uh, if you can guys help uh, pump that up with anybody who uses Spotify, if they don't use Amazon Music or Apple Podcasts or whatever else, <laughs> I'm going to get ridiculed on this side of the table. Um, and then, of course, uh, if you can support the show, that'd be awesome. Thank you to Adam for giving like $150,000 today to help support the set. Um, if you can uh, follow Adam's lead and you want to use the super chat function, please go right ahead and do that. If you put a message in there, we'll go ahead and read it out. And of course, you can do that through Venmo as well at the Fin Factor on Venmo. And uh, same thing, put the comment in there. We'll read it out there. Or you can go to thefinfactor.com as Super Producer Jason has put right at the bottom of the screen there. You can check out any of the hats, stickers, Water bottles, did it, uh, hoodies, uh, other kinds of stuff that we don't sell posters. We sell stickers for toasters to, to yeah. Right, anyway. right. <laughs> 
I don't even own a gun in the Satan Pirate. Anyway, um, so any of that stuff obviously helps support the show and you get something back in return. So uh, good for you. Is there, oh yeah, and, and of course the socials. We want you guys uh, to check out all the socials. We're on Blue Sky. Correct? We are, and we have a lot of invite codes if you would like to join Blue Sky. So if you want to, hit us up on our other socials or you can email us at thefinvector at gmail.com and I will send you a code. It's a lot less talking than I gave, but that's, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> Guys, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you for being patient with us, by the way, as we were getting this thing kicked off. I know we started a little bit later than usual, but we had some gremlins to work out. Obviously, new set, got it all figured out, and we'll have more things going on with the set as time goes on, and Super Disney Jason will be much happier with his more polished version of this. I mean, to me, it looks great, but whatever. Um, anything else? Last last comments? You good? No? No, we're good. We're all good. Okay. Yeah. Well, you guys know how we end it. For Super Producer Jason, I'm Paul. And I'm Aaron. And we will see you guys next week from the set. Next week from the set. Really? Because we're already really. doing it. Yeah. So it will be from the set. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this episode, check out our other content, especially interviews. You can interact with us directly through social media at The Fin Factor and on Instagram at Fin Factor. And don't forget to join our live streams on YouTube. Visit our website at TheFinFactor.com where you'll find all of our episodes as videos or podcasts. You'll also find our exclusive merchandise to help support our show.